be the world champion with a body like that. I am Johnny freaking wrestling. And that's the bottom line. And now, your world podcast champions. Welcome to another edition of Rumbling Reality. I can't say it. Rumbling Reality. That's just the way the morning starts. Yeah, that's the way the morning starts. I'm one of your hosts, Ramsey. Other host is Travis. The man with the plan. That is me. Yes, indeed. Well, Travis, I have been a tired little mofo because I've been playing the new Spider-Man game. See, it's the, this. I'm telling you, this is the only. This is probably why he wanted to do this really early in the morning too, because he wants to try to get more playtime in. And I don't really blame the guy. Dude, because, the game is so good. I have to. Oh, I have to put up some articles. So, but after the articles, I got to play. I at least got to play an hour. But man, it's like it's like Batman, but way better. Well, see, and that's what I, that's what everybody had been saying, and that's from all the reviews before the release ever came out. That's what they were comparing it to: was that this Spider-Man game is like the Batman Arkham games? Oh yeah, and the like, style of it, the fighting style, everything. Yeah, see, and this is the only time, the only flipping time in the last at least five to six years where I really wish I had a PlayStation so that I could play this game because it's only on PS4, which I, I think know. is bullshit. Man, go get a PS4, bro. Dude, I ain't got that money to just whip out and say, "Hey, I'm gonna go well, get a can PS4." Go get, like, the, you can go get like the older generation one for like hundred bucks. Maybe, but I mean, that's the only reason I'm buying it is to play the game. That's it. Yeah, but there's like, ton, tons of PS, uh, PlayStation games that are exclusive that are really good, like a lot. Oh, I know. Like, I mean, I was I was the guy that when a PlayStation Three came out, I was disappointed because I never got to finish the God of War trilogy. So, oh yeah, I mean, I have the new God of War. It's awesome. I just I just haven't devoted to playing it enough. <laughs> You, oh, you have the new one too? Yeah, I have the new one. I played like a couple hours. It was awesome, and then I just got sidetracked and forgot to keep playing. I think I bought like a Nintendo Switch game, and then I got sidetracked. See, and that's the other thing I'm worried about too, because I bought the Assassin's Creed Origins game last year. I thought you hated it. No, no the, quite the contrary. I think it. I think it looks great, and I'm sure it's play, playing awesome. I literally have probably played maybe an hour and a half total of that game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I don't that's know. what I'm saying. That's why I was kind of weary getting another $60 game, but I was like, you know what, Spider-Man, I love Spider-Man, but yeah. All right, on to wrestling. Sweet. What's going I'm on in the wrestling world? Um, can I say one thing? I think that, I'm not sure if WB did it, did it on purpose, but whatever they did with Becky Lynch, the heel turn, is actually really working. But it's not only really working, it's like we talked about it last week, and I'll just reiterate, it's not doing what they were wanting to do. And Becky's I wonder not if that was the re- that's why they did it. So you think they're trying to go a Stone Cold route with her? As like I, almost kinda, I almost kind of wonder. I almost kind of wonder, because it seems so like random the way they did it. I almost wonder if it was like Triple, like, Triple H is like freaking smart with this stuff. I wonder if it's Triple H's idea, like, hey, let's turn her. And like make her an anti-hero because we don't have any true anti-heroes anymore. It, I I mean maybe, but I don't know. And the only reason I say I don't know is because with this whole thing of the Charlotte Flair feud, we know that they're trying to keep Charlotte as the face. You know what I mean? Oh, but she yeah. is getting she is getting booed, man. <laughs> like 
No, like crazy. Like it's as if she was a heel again. She is getting booed like nobody's business, man. I know. It almost feels like a Triple H Stone Cold thing. I swear. Almost, almost. Um, except that Triple H never played a good guy, and Austin never played a heel. So I mean, like against each other. Let me specify that. It so, just feels like Becky Lynch is like almost on another level compared to other girls now. It, in a way, I, I think she is because she's not doing the the normal heel tactics of like ducking and dodging and running. Yeah. She's literally bringing the fight to Charlotte each so, time. So kudos to WWE because a real heel, at least the heels they create, are always like kind of like you know wimpy and they you know they kind of run like you just said they run away from the stuff and they kind of do backhanded stuff. But the fact that they're you know making her go towards the fight, which is very rare for a bad guy these days in WWE, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Well, and what's what else I think is really cool? Because honestly, I was watching the the promo between the two of them this past uh, this past Tuesday on SmackDown, and to me, that was Becky Lynch's best promo that I have ever heard from her in her entire career. And and it's because I don't, I am not a fan of the promo style where after a while, you know, it's the rah rah rah, I'm gonna win and overcome the odds BS. Like I get sick of that after a while. Yeah. Because. There's only certain characters, such as a Daniel Bryan, that can change that can say that same speech, but they tweak it enough to where it's still sending the same message, but it's a fresh delivery of it. You know, uh, Daniel Bryan's one of the few people that I've ever seen that can actually deliver that type of speech and do that to where it still keeps you interested. Yeah. Becky would Becky would literally come out and basically regurgitate the same thing. In the uh, in the exact same order. That's why it would get very boring and very stale with her. Now, ever since this heel turn, she's kind of adopted the the Jake Roberts moniker of uh, doing the the not yelling, you're not screaming, you're simply just talking at a very monotone volume yeah. to where you you have people that are just paying attention to what you're saying as opposed to you just screaming about it the whole time. And it's working. It's yeah. working great oh, yeah. for her. Uh, well, I know we talked about Becky Lynch a lot in the last two episodes, so let's do something fresh. Mixed sure. Match Challenge Season 2 is here. Are we excited or not? Uh, me personally, no. I don't. Me personally, yes. So, so do you like the Mixed Match Challenge? Did you watch it last year? I mean, I've watched a handful of them, but that's what I'm saying. I didn't really care for the first one either. I so. liked it. I kind of liked it. I liked the dynamic and stuff. I, I don't know... I mean, the Braun Strowman, uh, Alexa Bliss thing was so edgy for our time right now. It was just really fun, funny kind of thing. And it was just oh, a they lot did of, great. There's a lot of moments that that's really what made Braun come out of his shell. That's literally what started. I personally think that's what started it all with Braun and uh, really sparked it at least as showing his comedic side while still being the monster. I can I can kind of see that a little bit. It was it was kind of like a whole Beauty and the Beast type of thing, you know. Yeah, and they uh, started getting a lot more pops, and I think a lot more in general. He's always been liked, but he's he was getting like a lot more positive reaction than you know whatever. But yeah, I yeah, kind of like it. Um, it's I like it a little. That's I like it because I'm usually at work, and it's pretty easy to watch because it's on Facebook Live, so I can right. easily watch it. Sure, that's well, that's understandable too. Um, that was probably to me that that little that Braun Strowman Alexa Bliss tag was probably the highlight uh, for for that entire show yeah. in my opinion. Um, now they're starting to. While we're talking about just random face turns, by the way, um, 
and Mixed Match Challenge falls right into this because they're one of the teams. What the hell are they doing with Carmella all of a sudden? Like, I have no clue. Like, she went from being what I felt was a great heel. I felt like she was doing very good heel work, even though the fans weren't, like, I don't want to say weren't receptive to it. They were kind of along the lines of she was being that annoying heel that you just want to shut up. Kind of, a, yeah. kind, of kind of along the lines of what Seth Rollins was when he was heel for for that first yeah, yeah, uh, singles run. Yeah, had that annoying-ass laugh and everything else. Um that's where I thought they were doing with her. And now all of a sudden, what? She's now a face with R-Truth? Yeah, like, that, I just... That's I weird. Just... R-Truth is still funny as hell. Gar- like, R-Truth, he keeps having these tidbits and moments where I'm thinking, he has so much character. Dude, he's... R-Truth has been an extremely... Ron Killings, in yeah. general, is an extremely underrated talent. Like, he, if you can believe this, he's almost 50 and he's still doing this, and he looks the way he does at fifty, man. I know it's uh, that's freaking nuts. It is. I mean, it's it, to me. He had such. I mean, he had that push back in two thousand eleven against Cena. I wish they pushed him for, all the way. Honestly, I really wish they would have too. Because I mean, I, I, he had the backing of the crowd. He did because everybody liked this this edgy R truth that all of a sudden came out, and I mean the. It it turned into another comedy act with the whole little Jimmy thing. I know, and that, uh, little Jimmy would end up being pretty funny. But if they could have kept doing that while making him still progress and like win matches and stuff, I would have been all for it. But then it became just a freaking Santino Morella kind of act. Exactly, and that's and that's where it went. To me, that's where it went sour. I just don't know why they can't have a decently funny slot like kind of comedic character still be semi-serious and progress they always have to have a, like a class clown every time they always have to turn somebody into that this cl- straight up clown sooner or later yeah which is, which is not a bad thing because you do need you do need to yeah. have that comedic side but but do I, it to I mean, guy, do it to guys that you know like Ellsworth okay I don't really ever want to see Ellsworth push to the main title right he's perfect he's the perfect comedic little you know you know what I mean like a little tiny you know refresher between mashes and stuff he's, he's a good for it Cena Tino Morella same thing but, you know when you have guys like R-Truth who's been there so long and he can wrestle you know, he, he has some botches here and there, like every wrestler does but you know right. but he look at him he stays in shape he's 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 stayed true to WWE this long I just think uh, I don't know I, I definitely agree. I think our truth just hasn't gotten gotten the praise that he should because he definitely deserves it. Um, I mean, that's I deserve the the cup of coffee that I'll be making here soon once once I get back into my apartment. So that's one of those things where where I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's gonna be good. Just like our truth, I think deserves more of a main push than what he's got. Maybe that's what we're on the cuffs of getting. I don't know, but we'll we'll see. We'll see how this turns out for him. So uh, Nia Jax recently. Uh, was spotted in the Performance Center. Um, she was supposedly not injured. What she said, I reported a while back she was injured, and now PW Insider is confirming it, saying you know she's pretty much injured. That's why she hasn't been seen in the WWE ring since July. So I, could, I, I would I, I would probably that. assume she's injured, and it's not a two three month vacation. No, I, I definitely don't think it's a two or three month vacation. It's just one of those things where. Um, she just happened to, unfortunately, suffer an injury that's sidelined her now. Yep. And uh, give me one second real quick. 
But yeah, well, I don't know. Are you are you excited for Naya to come back? Do you think she'll be a little different? Do you think it's the same thing it's going to be? She's been training more. What do you think? Personally, I don't think that she's going to come back the same. I don't even think they're going to push her the same way anymore. Um, yeah, I, and I say that because of the whole Jinder Mahal thing. And because look at Jinder now. I mean, let's face it. We know the WWE title reign that he had wasn't subpar. We know that. Um, and now look where he is though. The guy was WWE champion a year ago. Now, now they have him doing this whole find your inner peace, Ashanti thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, talk about George is always freaking saying that mantra too. I'm, I'm not surprised. <laughs> he he likes gender. He's, he, he's oh, like, don't I like gender, gender too. I always like gender. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I mean, growing up, you don't remember always saying gender. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. That is why. But oh, why? Yeah, no. Is that a is that a racist slur? Because no, I because I'm Arabic. Said, you said y'all said gender. That that you can't even try to put that on me. Uh, that's too funny. Um, okay, so let's see what else we got in our play besides some gender. Um, um we well we if yeah. we can we can discuss the all in event uh, from last Saturday because that was freaking incredible. Yeah, it was pretty good. I could say uh, I I liked it a lot. How about you? I I enjoyed it a hell of a lot. Did you end up watching it? Uh, yeah, I did. Rock on, dude. That's awesome. A lot of names that you probably didn't recognize, but I know one name that you did recognize that showed up. Oh, my God. I was freaking out. Oh, I bet you were, and I bet the whole Kenny spot, too. You were just like, oh, man. no way. I loved it. The whole He came from Penta El Zero or Pentagon Junior, however you want to call him, Pentagon Dark, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Uh, but I, I knew the second that that happened, I was like, oh, man, I got to tell Ramsey about what just happened. <laughs> oh, that was everywhere. If you mean... Dude, I run a wrestling site as my secondary living. So if I didn't know what happened at All In, I'm not doing my job. <laughs> oh, I know. You know but I'm sure. Like, you, I'm sure when you did you watch the video first, or did you hear about it and then watch it? I watched it live. Oh, you did watch it live. Okay, yeah. cool. Rock I mean, just bits and pieces where I missed, but I watched the whole Kenny Omega and uh, uh, Pentagon and match, and I saw Jericho. I mean, my mom, my mom was watching too with me. Ironically, because we were kind of slow at work. <laughs> And my mom, was behind, my mom was behind me watching, and I was like, "What the heck?" I go, "This freaking!" I was like, "This indie show." The freaking power went off, and then I thought it was maybe like a, you know, like a maybe like a plan. And then the power is the power is off so long. I was thinking, "Oh my god, this is a freaking mess." It's like it must be a real power outage, you know? I know. I started thinking the same thing too. And that's what they probably wanted. And then the, I did not expect the Jericho thing because it was like it was like almost a drawn out like lights off thing. And I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "What's going on?" And my mom was like, "Yeah, it was pretty funny." Did you? Uh... Like, did you notice it was Jericho off the bat, or did you go like? Oh no, not at all. I mean, I was looking because like, because Pentagon just got beat up, and you know, obviously he just got freaking pinned, so he you wouldn't expect a guy to get up and start you know beating the other person up so easily. And I was like, what the heck? And then obviously Jericho came out. Jericho pulled yeah. the mask off. Was it was it the code breaker that gave it away? Oh no, I knew inst- I knew instantly when it, I knew instantly whenever they zoomed to his face, I knew instantly it was freaking Jericho. Yeah, I knew about his freaking jawline and his structure. It was the tattoos that gave it away for me. I was like, yep, that's Jericho. (laughs) That is totally Jericho. But yeah, it was a pretty good show all in all. What was your, uh, what was one of your favorite matches? Um, for me personally, and I really wish it, I actually wish this would have been the main event just because I thought they did a very good job of building it up. 
Um, I really wish the the Nick Aldis Cody Rhodes NWA title match would have gone on last, as opposed to the yeah, six that was pack. a good one. I almost I was like I almost I was like really feeling it for Cody too. And you know that and and that's what I enjoyed about it is they gave it a very realistic type of fight feel. You know they had the fight camps escort them out. Um, they had it feel like it was a real serious thing. And then both Nick and Cody they they told a great story uh, in the in ring product. You know that was. That was something that I was extremely proud to see the both of them pull off, especially Nick Aldis, because that's a guy who, as they even said on commentary, was on the brink of retiring after he left Impact Wrestling. So it was like, okay, this is a chance for him to really show that he's actually worth his salt too. And yeah. they did. You know, oh, Both yeah. of them did very well. And I don't know if many people caught it, but there was two homages to British Bulldog and Bret Hart um, because the power slam on the outside was the running power slam that, yes, now we know Braun Strowman uses, but the British Bulldog did that for his finisher for years. And, of course, Nick Aldis being from England is kind of showing that same respect there. And I think they even – I think they mentioned the Bulldog on commentary too. But then the finish of – of the match was exact was basically the exact same finish that they did from SummerSlam 1992 with Bret Hart and the Bulldog, where Bulldog was the one who just hooked the legs and laid flat and won the title. Cody did the exact same thing. He hooked Aldis's legs and then just laid flat so that he couldn't uh, Nick Aldis couldn't move. Oh, I didn't realize that was what they were kind of doing. I the whether that whether that was meant to be like that's what they were like that's kind of what they were going for. I don't know if that's the case or not, but that's immediately what thought what thought came to my mind was like, oh wow, they're kind of doing an homage to the the Bulldog and Bret Hart match there. Um, that was the first thing that came to my mind, so I thought that was really cool. If it wasn't what they were meaning to do, then to me it was just a happy coincidence. Then, <laughs> but, yeah. but it turned out it turned out to be really good. And Cody is NWA champion now. I, I think you're about to see a huge. So who uh, has NW? Where does NWA champion who? Where does it get defended at? Right now, everywhere. Like, saying, who controls it? Who controls the rights to it? Oh, Billy Corgan. Okay. He's a he signed on the. Uh, the former lead or the lead singer of Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, he uh, he he actually owned his own wrestling uh, company for years, and then after he sold that company, he went and he bought a stake at the time in TNA and Impact Wrestling because uh, at that time Dixie Carter was still trying to kind of keep herself alive in that in that genre in that time. So when Billy Corgan found out, he actually bought a share um, to where he he bought like a controlling share of the company. And then that led into a huge legal battle that saw him exit the company. Yeah, I remember that and, part, but I just didn't know he owned the rights to NWA title. title. Yeah, uh, NWA is kind of it's still its own entity, so to speak. In most people's minds, and I think I said this last week too, but in most people's minds, the true NWA, the original National Wrestling Alliance, um, became basically dead and buried once uh, Ted Turner bought Jim Crockett Promotions back in the 80s and created WCW because WCW did the same thing that TNA did for a while, and they used the NWA belt, and then we they morphed the, the, the NWA belt design that you saw on Cody last week, the original mm -hmm. design. 
that morphed into the big gold belt that we all know that Ric Flair actually bought and paid for and started using as the NWA world title from that point. Um, once Ric Flair left and uh, it was still the NWA title in WCW at the time, uh, when Flair left and went to WWE at the time, yeah, he, he took that belt with him because he bought that belt. He paid for that belt. Um, so that's why WCW had to create a brand new looking WCW championship, which oddly enough, if you look at that championship, it looks very similar to the winged Eagle belt at the time that WWE was still using. Like it was almost, you could almost do a mirror image of it. And I was like, yep, it's damn near the same title. <laughs> so, so, uh, uh so, yeah. next, next stuff. W, did you know Daniel Bryan supposedly resigned? Yes, I did see that. I did see that indeed. And is that and confirmed? It's it's not confirmed. It's only being reported. Here's here's the dupe to it. The site that reported it has been a a huge site that actually has been known to break uh, serious news, like first time stuff. So while it's not necessarily confirmed by WWE, this is a pretty reputable source that came through and said that he has indeed resigned. For a multi-year deal that most people feel that him by doing this, he's going to wrap up his career with WWE. He should. I mean, what's the what's the point of going somewhere else, you know, and you know, hurting your your inner edge with Vince? I guess you know. I still think though, after he finishes his time with WWE, he'll still make an indie appearance. Yeah, I can see that. Um, so, so next, this is a rumor: WWE interest in Pentagon and Phoenix. Oh, this has been a rumor that's been going on for the last couple months now. Yeah. Uh, like, they they were planning, uh, I say they, WWE supposedly was planning what they called a huge, or what most insiders or dirt sheet writers called a huge raid of New Japan and Impact Wrestling and the rest of the indie scene. Because all these guys, Cody was included in that too, as was Kenny. Um, they're they're being looked at by WWE to be like we'd like to bring these guys in, but for one, Cody and Kenny are not interested. Cody's not interested at all, um, and it's mainly because he's experienced he's more money. He's making more money, and he's he's shown. I think that's what that irritates WWE at least irritates Vince a Vince, little bit. Yeah, that a guy that in all actuality is a homegrown WWE talent Definitely. who just who literally walked out, he didn't walk out like CM Punk did on the company. No, no. But he, he, he asked to be released, said he didn't want to work for the company anymore, and he went out and has become probably the biggest draw next to Sammy Callahan uh, on, the, on the indie scene currently. Mm-hmm. And I bet you anything, that just kind of eats at Vince a little bit now, and I think it does for two reasons. One, the WWE machine didn't do it, they didn't make Cody a huge star. Cody did that basically on his own. And I think the other thing that eats at him is that, damn, I had real talent here. Like, mm-hmm. Cody has shown that he had a lot more to offer than what WWE gave him. And I agree and with I that. Think, I, think most I, think people it, would, I think most people would agree with that, honestly. I do, too. I think Triple H probably more so than anybody is kind of like, man, I really – I think we may have missed the ball on this one because he's – He's turned out to be a huge star, and like I said, right next to Sammy Callahan. And I always say, "Do you think say, he'll ever come back to WWE?" I think in time. Yeah, I think so. I like, think so. 
Not not anytime soon. Like yeah, yeah. in my opinion, I think he won't come back to WWE at least for my money. I would say give him at least about a ten year run away from WWE. Dude, how do you how do you think Pentagon would do in WWE? What would they, what would they do with him? Do you think he'd do okay? No, I think they'd throw him in the cruiserweight division, just like his brother. I think they'd throw his brother in the cruiserweight division too. Who's his, wait, wait, I'm see, I'm, not, I'm really super familiar with his brother. Um, you know. His brother is Ray Phoenix. He was one of oh, the oh. tag. So yeah, so yeah. tell us, tell us, because I definitely I know Pentagon, but I, I don't know much about Phoenix. So Ray Phoenix, uh, much like Pentagon, uh, got his success in the state side from working Lucha Underground. Um, both who have now they work alongside with Impact Wrestling as well. Uh, as a matter of fact, Pentagon is actually a former world champion with Impact Wrestling, which he achieved earlier this year, I believe. Um, or maybe it was late last year. Either way, it was within a year. We'll say that. Yeah. Uh, and Ray Phoenix did the same thing, who is legitimately his brother in real life. Um, they've, they've just gone on to become what they call the Lucha Brothers. And they take their act throughout the independent scenes. Um, they still work singles independence as well. Or as singles, I should say, in independence. But Ray Phoenix is along the lines. A lot of people... Um, which a lot of people gave Ricochet back when he was in Lucha Underground and so on the indie scenes. They said that Ricochet could be the next Rey Mysterio, whereas now that Ricochet's with WWE, um, a lot of people call Rey Phoenix, at least, the opportunity to become the next Rey Mysterio because of his acrobatic high-flying maneuvers that he's doing, and he does them so effortlessly, along the same lines as Ricochet, for that matter. Um, but being on the independent scene, yeah, Ray's Ray's made a lot of stride. Phoenix, that is, not Mysterio. And uh him and him and Pentagon both have been looked at by WWE. I think Pentagon to me would I mean if they did, did him correctly, I could be I think he could be up there because he did looks like he I don't know. I really like his style and I haven't seen I haven't seen tons of his matches, but mm-hmm. I've seen him enough to where I I think I I don't really want to see him two oh five live, honestly. <laughs> I, well, I don't either, and I feel like that's where they would stick him. Yeah, um, and I, I, like, I just don't see that. But I mean, I can see them doing that. But yeah, it would it would help two hundred five live out. But I just think in the long run, I don't think two hundred five live will be alive. I I don't think so either because I think we're with what we've seen. We know that they've got the cruiserweight title, and I know Triple H, which Triple H has done a great job about bringing some notoriety back to two hundred five live. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. That, definitely. You can't deny that. Yeah, that being said, however, um, once this whole idea of them having the Cruiserweight tag titles rejuvenated, once that fell off the radar, because I haven't heard of it since, uh, I would say since back in April, I think was the last time I heard about it, um, I think that's now dead and buried. Like The only thing we'll ever see on the 205 Live show is the Cruiserweight Championship, and I'm sorry, I know maybe maybe some people might think this is inaccurate, but I, I disagree. Um, you can't have a legitimate running show with just one championship. And I know that there's pl- I know that there's an, a slew of titles in WWE now. I understand that. But you have to understand well, how the they roster getting bigger. Well, and that and they still they have separate shows for all these titles, you know. NXT has four championships. You know, that's those four titles are exclusive to NXT, you know. Um, well, okay, with the exception of the NXT UK or the UK title, which is defended on NXT too. 
Um, but they're about to start the NXT UK brand, which is going to have its three titles too of uh, the UK, uh, their secondary it, title. It, to I think. me, I, I did say the I did say the whole roster thing, man. But in the long run, it it it's almost too much. I, I agree, it is too much. But when you're WWE, who's trying to grow your product more, and especially when you try to grow it internationally, like they do, you can't you can't not have these titles. You just can't, yeah. because because then what are your guys fighting for? Because everybody wants as the for old the right goes, to party. There you go, VC <laughs> <laughs> boy reference there I for those that don't know. Uh, but I mean, literally, what are you what are you going to fight for on these on these shows if you don't have more than just the one title? Not everybody can be at the top. Everybody wants to, but not everybody can. So you got to have your secondary title. You got to have your tag titles. You got to have your women's title now. You've got to have your secondary title. It took NXT, the actual NXT brand, dude. It took them almost seven years before they came out with a secondary title. Yeah, that that North American title You're was right. way overdue. So one major topic I have for you is HBK returning, and if so, who should he face for his return match? Oh, was there more to? Oh, okay. I thought you were going to add more to that. <laughs> I was going to, but that's already kind of a loaded question. Oh, okay. Um, yes, I've seen the I've seen the rumors too that WWE it kind of excites is, me honestly because I've always fucking I always love HBK. Dude, H- Sean, I've said it several times. I've said it on this show. I've said it to people personally. The only reason Shawn Michaels is not my number one favorite wrestler of all time is simply because I got grounded from the WWE uh, back in the yeah. 90s during the Attitude Era. So I got to... What's interesting about but that... But ironically, part, your favorite's Taker. No. Oh, Sting, sorry. Thank you. I was about to say, shame on you. Well, Taker's probably your second then. I, I just said who my second favorite was. <laughs> Jeez. No, but I've always thought Taker was at least your first or second. He's in my top five, but he's not my first. Okay, but uh, I'm just saying. Hey, I've I haven't strayed away from my top five. So, <laughs> oh god. Uh, um, but anyway, that being said, uh, yeah, the only reason Sean, I I've actually now that I think about it, I saw Shawn Michaels during his his rise. Well, I say during his rise when he became the main event guy with WWE. I kind of fo- I followed his career at that point. Yeah, and and then. Right when his career had we thought had ended for good in '98, that was right about the time that my mom did not want me watching the Attitude Era, so I got grounded at that time. And then fast forward to 2001, my my mother lifts that grounding after WCW gets bought out and all that's left is WWE. Um, 2002 rolls around and Shawn Michaels comes back, so I got to watch his main event push, if you will, when he first started. And then I got to see his return. So I really didn't miss his career. So you'd answer my damn question. Uh, I'm getting there. Thank you. Yes, I'm long-winded too, so shut up. <laughs> uh, anyway, I would love to see Shawn Michaels come back for just one match. But I want to specify one. Like, he doesn't need to come back and do one or two or three. He needs to only come back and do one. And it do you, does not I need to be against Undertaker. I just feel like he still has it in him. Because the last, the last match we saw with him... It was a pretty good match. He can go. He, Of course he can still go. So it's like oh. he's not in the realm of like Taker where he's like barely can do any moves. He still can put on a show, and I think he still wants to do it. 
Oh, I'm sure that there's still an itch in him that wants but to do it. The but the problem comes with that is, there's, once again, they're still not building new wrestlers. They're going to put him against Taker or put him against you know somebody high up there when they really need to focus on HBK versus Finn Balor, HBK versus uh, Kevin Owens. That would be exciting. They don't need to, that would be exciting. They don't need to do any of that. No, don't do any of that. Oh, Shawn Michaels... To- yeah, Shawn Michaels coming out of retirement for a match, that is an attraction. That is a special attraction. But they and need to build, a, build somebody else along with him. No. It, well, okay. And that goes. That kind of goes in line with what you were saying of who There's I would want in the There's too many freaking part-timer legends that have the main event. It's getting old. Yeah, I, I agree. And I want that to be our next topic when we move from this one. Mm-hmm. Um, because that actually... Well, everybody knows, that's everybody, knows, everybody knows that. That's like over-talked about. That's not like a... That's not some new topic, you know. But, you know, I mean, if no, HBK no, came back, that's what, that would what be people's minds. Oh, great, another part-timer. Well, and here's the thing, though, and this is this has been WWE's mistake, and I'll just go ahead and throw this out here now because this was something I was thinking about anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, WWE's mistake about bringing these part-timers back is they are starting to rely too heavily on these part-timers because, Definitely. I mean, because think about it. What was... When we think back to the greatest Royal Rumble back in Saudi Arabia, yes, we had the Royal Rumble match, whatever you want to call that. Okay. Um, but what was the original attract, uh, main attraction match that they pushed for this show? It was John Cena versus Triple H for the first time, they said, in like seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. You know, let's face it, John Cena is starting, is basically a part timer now. Um, Triple H is a part timer. So yeah. you were putting two guys that aren't even on the show regularly. Triple H is less than a part-timer, honestly, because he's backstage, you know. Right, right. So they were the two. That match was what they were pushing for the Greatest Royal Rumble. Now, fast forward to Super Showdown coming up next month, same story. You're relying on Taker and Triple H, two guys that, yes, they are star power indeed, and I get it, you're wanting to – you're wanting this show to be star power, but you're relying on the wrong stars. You keep going back to the past, and if you want your future to be anything worthwhile, you can't keep relying on these past names to come back. I and think it's be also big, Australia, big and the crowds have never seen really Taker and Triple H, so it's like one of those things like it's not like a U.S. audience that won't go crazy over it. Right, and I and I get that logic too. I really do. I get where WWE is going, and I know why they're doing what they're doing. I'm just saying that if they want to, if they really care about their future, then they really need to start investing time into their future because we don't have. I don't care what anybody says. We don't have another Stone Cold for this generation. We. I don't think we even have a That's Triple H. That's not a big deal, though. You don't need another guys. You need to make brand new things. But no, that's my point, is that we don't have another Stone Cold. We don't have a top guy. I don't oh, care oh, if top we, guy. I don't care if WWE wants to call Roman Reigns their top guy or not. In my opinion, he's not. Ooh. He's just he's not. Because to me, the top guy for a company is somebody who John Cena is the exception because John Cena was the first to start getting those split crowd reactions as as much as he did. But before then the crowd was solidly behind John Cena. Uh, the only guy that ever rivaled him in regards to crowd reaction at that time was Batista. Yeah. So so there were your two guys to carry well and Randy Orton too, because Randy Orton was like the triple H of that of that generation. He was just such a good heel 
that it was weird when he was a when he was a good guy. So you know, uh, I like this topic so much. I'm deleting everything I had on the covers, and I'm gonna or on the and I'm gonna title it that because I want to go into that. Who do you think is the real top guy right now in WWE? The real top guy in yeah. WWE, um, in my humble opinion, AJ Styles. You think AJ Styles is okay? And I say that because yeah, the guy gets nothing but positive reaction. Not only does he get positive reactions... I mean, can't you be the top guy without being a face, though, Travis? Can you be the top guy without being a face? Yeah. I mean, is, no. does top guy necessarily mean you're a face? Yes. Okay. Because I, mean, I would beg to differ. Because back in the day, Triple H and DX, different things, before he was like more of like a face DX, the heel DX was the, almost the face of the company for a long time. And then they became so popular, they became good guys, pretty much. But that is, I'm just, so, that's, just an, oh, that's a short little example. You know, I, and, and, I, and, I get, and I appreciate your example there because you, you do make a point there. But what I want to counter that with is that even at that time, Stone Cold was still the legit face of that company. Like, he was being pushed in that direction, especially when DX started. Yes, DX was the heel faction that uh, they did so many funny things that they eventually became the good guys, you know. Mm -hmm. But they were still being pushed as the heels, whereas Austin, being the anti-hero, he, he was being pushed after they realized that you can't make this guy a heel because too many people were cheering him. They immediately knew that this is the guy. This is our guy, and we've got to push him at this point. So Austin was still he was the he was the work in progress that became the face because they knew that's where they needed to go. And then DX just they became the good guys just because the crowd made them the good guys, just like they did Steve Austin. Mm -hmm. uh, so in my opinion, though, Stone Cold was still the legit face. DX easily became the heels, the the number one heels of that company for a while. Um, and then that's where I was going to go with that is you can't be the guy and be a heel. Now, yes, you can be a number one heel, which is what Triple H was. And as he even said in his documentary, uh, you had Stone Cold and The Rock. They were your two top guys. There's no questions. Oh, yeah. There was no ifs. There was no ands on that. Of course. But, you know, but you, it's like Triple H said. You know what, though? There's an open spot for a number one bad guy. I mean, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get the same notoriety that you would as being a good guy, but you can still be number one as a bad guy, which is where I can agree that yes, you can be a number one. You just won't be the face of the company. Yeah, that's and that's and that's where I'm getting at there. So yes, you do need to have a solid good guy to be your face of the company. That's why John Cena worked so well for a while. And again, it wasn't until he got that split crowd reaction, which was a first of anybody to ever receive, that you had this whole dynamic. I mean, really, of, John Cena definitely started the first, the first real split crowd reaction thing. He did, and the fact that they're trying to make Roman this is, in my opinion, it's unfair to Roman. It's it's something that you can't put on him, and yet they're trying but, to. Least, and, I mean, I mean, come on, at least at least it's something. At least he's not, you know, some. Guy backstage, you know, he's making millions of dollars. I mean, there's some things that go with it. At least he's not like getting nothing out. You know, he's he's getting something out of it. At least I'm saying, right. And you know, and to his credit, he's improved uh, tenfold on his promos. So oh, yeah. I'm 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 happy for him. And I've never and we we you and I've both said it numerous times on this show that neither one of us hate Roman. Like he's a he's a solid worker. Period. Oh yeah. Guy works great in the ring. 
But for my money, and again, it's just my opinion, I don't care what anybody else wants to say, AJ Styles is the face of WWE, which is why, going back to the Shawn Michaels question, that's who I would want Shawn Michaels to face. Who, AJ Styles? Yes. I would be completely down with that. Well, and, and honestly, Sean has kept himself in very good shape uh, oh, since man, he yeah. retired. Definitely. So, to, so yeah, I think he could easily go with AJ, and that would be a five-star match right there. That'd be a great feud. It'd be great everything, honestly. That gets me chills a little bit, honestly. I, I'm I would love you, to they, see that freaking matchup. Well, if you remember back when they did the Royal Rumble last year in San Antonio at the, at the uh, God, what was it, the Alamo Dome. There we go. Um, in San Antonio, mm. uh, there was that little Rumor. graphic that so yes that somebody posted that had the face to face of Styles, Styles like, and Sean. Yeah, he did, and even even Sean said that he saw that too. Uh, you can watch the table for three with him, Styles, and Nash, Kevin Nash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that. It was good. Yeah, even Kevin Nash was, he was like, I was sitting at home and I yeah. got on the Twitter and all of a sudden I saw on your profile, AJ, that you had shared this photo and I saw just the pictures of you and Sean with San Antonio and the Royal Rumble in the background and he looked at that and he was like, that's badass. Like, he's a, he immediately was sold. He was like, that would be a match that could sell anywhere and it would, oh, be, hell a, yeah. it would be great. So, Dude, yeah. I, I, you know, that's, I don't know why I didn't think of that. That'd be, you know, that'd be. I'm not saying I want this to happen, but it would be kind of cool to see HBK have one last real run and like have the title one more time. I don't know. I've always been an HBK fan, so I don't know. I I do too, and I really wish he would have had one more title run. Uh, and I thought we we were so close to getting that when he had his feud with Chris Jericho back in 2008. Um, and I was so really it's too hoping late for it. I mean, freaking Goldberg, I, freaking Goldberg got it. Yeah, but now I think. Goldberg and Shawn Michaels are two different guys, and I think Shawn understands that he he himself I think knows that he's he's too old now to where he I don't think he would want to do another run. I think he's okay. I think he's starting to to warm to the idea of one more match. Because, oh yeah, I think you're, I think he retired. I mean, if he stayed retired, it would have been perfect. But I mean, it still was a, t a tiny bit maybe uh, early. A, a little bit, I think. Well, I I. It was good that he did retire when he did because I'm pretty sure he could see that it was it was just getting to that point where he needed to he just needed to step aside. Yeah. Now Michael's knows Michael knows his value and with that promo that we saw obviously that WWE did exactly what they wanted the fans to do which is spark interest on it and that's the two discussions that are being talked about right now between backstage officials is they either want style or the, excuse me they either want Michaels to come back and take on the undertaker because of that promo they did or they're trying to push for styles and michaels and in my opinion you need to push for styles and michaels that's that's what you need to try for because taker we've seen taker and sean we know taker and sean had great matches but Taker's not the same that he was back in those last two matches with Sean. Mm -hmm. He's not the same guy anymore. Nope. He's he's and definitely that's the a guy lot that really needs now. to retire. Honestly, he's gonna ruin to me. He just is ruining his reputation. I don't know if it's, people are gonna hate me for that. I don't care. But it's to a point where it's like the Mickey Rourke thing. If you can't keep wrestling to the the similar level you used to, then what's the point besides money? You're, you know, it's and, tarnishing and I hate your reputation. 
and I kind of I I kind of do have to agree. Do I think it's harming his reputation? Um, yes, maybe in the not. Long run, hell yeah, it is. Maybe not necessarily the reputation, but what I will say is it's harming it's harming his credibility. And I say that because when you look at when you look at Taker at where he's at now, mm-hmm. he's de- he's just he's not the same guy anymore. And that's not a diss to him. It's just he's put so much wear and tear on his body that it would be I think everybody was perfectly okay with how WrestleMania ended last year. I don't think anybody was going to be disappointed or sad. Well, I'm sorry, they would have been sad, but yeah. they weren't going to be upset that Taker retired. You know what I mean? Agreed. And I and I really think he did kind of ruin it. And that's I've seen so many people actually say that he is ruining the dead man gimmick because you can only portray that character as a dominant character for so long. It's and true. arguably, arguably it's already past that time. So yeah, I do see where you are starting to harm the reputation, or I'm sorry, you're starting to harm the credibility. Maybe not your reputation because your reputation is solid. You're a legend. You're not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. But the cre- but your credibility as being that character, yes, it definitely starts lacking the the longer you keep going with it. So okay, so we're down with the so I'm trying to think who I think is the true face. I mean, I guess I'd have to agree. Maybe AJ Styles. But, uh, I mean, who, the person to me who is the face usually gets the most reactions, good or bad. That's just how I think of it, and that's still Roman Reigns. He it just is. Gets, he just gets the most reactions, bad or good. He makes the crowd go crazy, either way. And I think maybe the secondary person right now would maybe be Braun. Because Braun gets the second, to me, gets some of the most other secondary reactions. And third, yeah. Jeff Hardy. Oh, shut up. You're Jeff Hardy shit. Uh, anyway, I like Jeff, but let's get real. All right. So, uh, honestly, I, I get where you're going with that, and that's where WWE's logic is, too, is that if he's getting a reaction, good or bad, then it's it's okay, but that's part of the problem that we've said on this show, is that is that's the problem. You can't You can't have everybody having these good and bad cheers and boos all the time. Braun, in my opinion, was working his way to be at least the top guy on Raw. And then they did this whole heel turn thing, which is stupid. Okay. I, I still yeah. still don't agree with it. Oh my to, God. to me, there's only one other guy you could make the argument as being the face of WWE right now um, because nobody boos this guy whatsoever. And if anything, he should be looked at as the face, Seth Rollins. I knew you were going to say Seth Rollins. I knew it. I mean, but tell me I'm wrong. I wouldn't say you're wrong. I, I mean, he, he still lacks that it factor right now. I think he has to have a, the title on him. Does he? Well, I'm just saying like, he has to have that title on him to get the it factor for, for me. Like the guy has to either be going for the main title consistently in the, in the year or one of those aspects to really consider the face of the V. Because well, usually, because usually, sorry, real quick. Usually, when you're going for the title or you're defending the title, you are the face because you're in all the promos, you're on the main event, you're on all the stuff, whatever it is. So that to me makes it. If he was defending the title or run going for it, then yeah, he definitely has been. I think he's been the he's been the face before, personally. Well, he 
he says he was he's been the face, but he wasn't. He was still a heel at that time when he yeah. was claiming to be the face. But see, to uh, me, that's a good example of who I thought the face was at the time. He was sorry, the face of the company, not face as in baby face. <laughs> right? No, no, I, I get what you're saying. That's right. I got what you're saying. Fans. Oh yeah. Well, no, I totally get what you were saying. But in my opinion, at that time when he was still there, uh, that was when Daniel Bryan was still trying to come back from from his injuries, and he still was red hot as he was. So in my opinion, Daniel Bryan was the face at that time, and Seth Rollins was just claiming it so that it could be a good heel moniker. Yeah. Um, that that being said, the whole you've got to be in the main event title picture. Well, the problem is is that Seth Rollins, arguably, uh, he's kind of been dealt a bad hand because all Vince has been seeing is Roman as the top guy for so long. Even Braun Strowman suffered that wrath for a while. And uh, and has been backed out of the universal title picture until just recently. Yeah. But Seth, Seth was in the IC title picture, and you got to give it to Seth, especially with him working with the Miz. That match at Backlash between him and the Miz was great. Like Seth had. Oh yeah, a, I actually really liked that. Honestly. Yeah, Seth has a good long string of putting on great matches. His character um, is well over right now. Um, nobody boos the guy. He's got solid reaction from everybody. Guys, girls, kids love Seth Rollins. Um, if you if it's not AJ Styles to me, you could argue that Seth is the face of the company. I'm sorry, I'm just not. I don't. I'm not buying into the whole 50-50 cheers that John Cena started. You don't. You you can't do that for every one of your top guys because that is that what we're going to get from this point forward with WWE? Because if so, that's dumb. It's true. So no, I don't. I don't buy into the whole. You can have half of the crowd booing you and half of the half of them cheering you, and that makes you the guy. Don't agree with that. I think you need the whole point of wrestling, as we've said on this show. We said it last week, and I think we said it the week before. You have good guys. You have bad guys. You want to cheer for the good and guys. Everybody likes the bad guys. I'm sorry. And it. And it's true, though. I mean, there are some bad guys that just they're so good at what they do that they become faces. Mm-hmm. Razor Ramon, Stone Cold, right off the bat. Those are two names that come to mind. But that's where they went. They took those guys and they pushed them back towards that face side. You just you have to have that crowd. You have to have that crowd acceptance to be the guy. Yeah, I agree. Um, trying to think. Well, I guess we talked a lot, and we're actually quite at 50 minutes. Uh, anything else you want to add, Travi, before we get out um, of here? Um, that we've got Hell in the Cell coming up in, in next week, so we're going to have, of course, our predictions there, and then we'll have SmackDown live here a week from this upcoming uh, Tuesday, so I'm stoked for that. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to go see it, but yeah, that's pretty true. Are you going to that's the Comic-Con event they... in Tulsa? No, probably not, since there's no there's no wrestlers announced. So and it's now I'm fifty dollars for a ticket. Yeah, I'm good. Crazy, Thanks. absolutely yeah. crazy. Oh, and by the way, uh, just a fun tidbit here, since we're broadcasting, uh, we're okay. I won't. Oh. I'll just middle bit you. Um, anyway, uh, the mix match challenge season two will start here in Tulsa after SmackDown. Will it really? Uh, yes. That's cool. Yeah. So there you go. All right. I figured you'd like that. Well, um, I gotta go, and Travis got to go. I think he gets to go. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I don't I, know I, where I that was go. going. Uh, Travis, take us out, bro. All right. Well, guys, again, thank you again for listening each and every week, like you do. We greatly appreciate it. 
Don't forget to go visit rumblingrumors.com for all your non-spoilers, articles, and HD wallpapers designed by Ramsey and all the fabulous articles by our writers. You can also follow me and Ramsey both and Rumbling Rumors as well on Twitter at Rumbling Rumors. You can follow Ramsey at WWE Ramsey. You can follow me at Travis underscore Falhark. You can go like us on Facebook too. And we always appreciate wrestling, as I'm sure each and every one of you do. That's why you listen to us talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, guys. Have a good one. See you next week. And peace out. Peace.